social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Right now it's 106. It is Monday afternoon. Uh, boy, the weather is, uh, could the weather be any more lousy? And it's sticky and the uh, humidity and just this, uh, it just will not break. As you just heard in the weather forecast, right now, depending on where you are, it's 72 degrees, which normally would say it's comfortable, but it's just going to be cloudy all day. And the forecast looks cloudy tomorrow, cloudy Wednesday, partial sunshine Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then rain coming in on Sunday. So unfortunately, we're just stuck in this weather. Folks, that's one of the reasons why you need to call JKL Engineering. Call them today, JKL, and wherever you can hear my voice. Now, for instance, right now on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, maybe you're listening online at the website to Petro.com, but JKL, JKL, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. How about Central Air for your home? It's a game changer. Call them 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. JKL Engineering. Estimates are free, financing is available. Central air for your home. Or let's make sure your cooling system is working as efficiently as possible. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. The vice president was speaking over the weekend, but I want to play. I'm seeing uh, Channel 12 has a story. We have to stop this. Providence mayor residents call for action after deadly shooting last night of the 21-year-old Hispanic man, which I believe I'm being told was gang related heard it here first and that he's hispanic so let me um i think channel 12 has some sound on this that i want to play this these gun safety laws that they signed today they're not going to do anything they're not going to do anything all right here we go Coming on the books just after a man was shot and killed this weekend in Providence after police were called to Public Street. The mayor and neighbors calling for action. Now let's go live to 12 News reporter Brittany Schaefer at the Providence Public Safety Complex. Well, Patrick, according to Providence police, the 20-year-old was shot in his backyard. Major David LePayton tells us this victim was likely targeted. This public street parking lot turned into the scene of a homicide in broad daylight Sunday. Providence police say a 20-year-old man was shot here and later pronounced dead at Rhode Island Hospital. Major David LePayton tells us the suspect was on foot. He came out of the street we're on right now and opened fire at the corner at uh, Saratoga. Mayor Jorge Lorza stopped by the crime scene to talk with neighbors. He tells us the number of homicides involving young men is a trend that needs to be broken. Something like this happens, it affects the whole, the whole neighborhood, the whole community. And so, so we're all reeling right now. There's just too many firearms out there. And not just too many firearms, but too many automatic firearms. We have to stop this. Our young people here in the city don't deserve this. Providence School Board member Tyrell Stevens is just 20 years old. He tells us he knows the neighborhood well and says a lot of children and young people play outside. This is the reason why we need more mental support so our young people aren't killing each other. Because I know these young people that are out here every night, we need to make sure that we fix this immediately. In Providence Police, we're speaking with witnesses yesterday, but tell us no arrests have been made as of yet. They also have not released the name of the victim. Live in Providence, Semper E. Schaefer, 12 News. All right, now I'm good. Good afternoon, folks. I'm here, and it's a it's a 20, 20-year-old Hispanic male, and I'm hearing could have been gang-related. Now, when they say his backyard, it's really like a back parking lot behind the house that he lives in. And again, nothing against him. He went running inside. I had the eyewitness, the sister saying it was coming running in. Again, if you go to the website, dipetro.com, it has, uh, we have uh, interviews, and I also did post a lot of stuff out there. You can see our live feed. No, I just want to say police are still looking for the suspect saw it. And this is tough because somebody jumped in in Pawtucket. You can't leave your car running. You can't leave your car running when there's an infant inside. 
it's it's too much of let me play uh this is the channel 12 story on an this. amber alert out for a missing baby that baby taken while inside of a car that was taken by this man you see here protected police are still looking for him at last check he was wearing what you see in this picture a black hoodie ripped jeans and gray shoes 12 news reporter matt paddock has been tracking the latest developments in this case and he's joining us now live from Pawtucket with what we know right now matt Chelsea, Pawtucket police tell us that the child's father left the car running as he went inside of the store. But when he came back outside, the car was gone. But the good news here is the six-month-old was found safe last night. You're currently looking at video of the child being reunited with... All right, that's that, that's okay. Nothing against... I don't know that reporter, but the, the Channel 10 story, um, Tyler Dumont, was seemed, to me, seemed a little bit better his his report seemed to be uh folks how about this bizarre story coast guard rescued five people from a boat apparently struck by a whale off block island my goodness what is this like moby dick coast guard said the people are on a pleasure boat no plans that was the name of it. struck by a whale coast guard said there was no way the hole in the boat was patched it was towed to point judith a huge huge hole in it no plans saying a whale i don't know if a whale hit it but that officer uh, was was tremendous. Man shot and killed backyard of his Providence home. As much as they say his backyard, it's it's really, I guess it's a backyard. But it's more like it's all paved, right? It's not, he wasn't sitting there in a hammock. And then you can enter from the back and he went streaming in. Although I do see a basketball. So maybe they have a hoop there or something. So that was um, last night. Again, if you if you go to the website, we have a, a lot of uh, video up on that. And then I spoke with Major Lapid. And again, you're gonna you're you're gonna hear exactly what I'm telling you is, um, it's twenty year old Hispanic male, and then I'm hearing it was in fact, um, a, a possibly gang related, possibly gang related. All right, I want to get to right now. It's one thirteen. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. I want to play, um, let's see, uh, President Trump had a busy weekend. He was cheered at the UFC 264 in Las Vegas. People were chanting USA, USA. And then you also had um, Kamala Harris saying it's impossible for... Rural Americans to photocopy their ID. Let's let's hear a little bit of uh, folks. The vice president, who is tremendously under fire right now, and and I can't stand her. I think she's a total light. Agreeing to voter ID, one of those compromises that you support. I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean, because in some people's mind, that means well, you're going to have to. Um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't. There's no Kinkos. There's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are. But not in a way that makes it them it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. There's no kinkos or copies in rural areas. You know that I don't even know where to. I don't even know sure how to address that. What a moronic statement that is. Let alone, folks. It's very simple now. Let's just say you're listening right now. Whatever time it's one fifteen. It's Monday afternoon. It's July 12th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program, but it's Jamie's Power Wash. Do you need a good power wash company? I got one. 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. You've heard me discuss Jamie, J. Freitas Construction, and Deck Saining. Look for him on Facebook, and then the website is jamiespowerwash.com. Get rid of the uh, algae and the mildew, Jamie's Power Wash. Let's just say you need to put your license. This is what is so simple. 
Ready? You take a picture of your license with your phone. You then, here's what I do. I then send that to my email, and then I can upload the screenshot of the license and send it to anything. She doesn't even realize you don't need to go to. She doesn't even realize you don't even need to go and have that done. How absurd that is. Completely wrong, as a matter of fact. Completely wrong. So now Tucker Carlson had a good program on Friday where he was talking about why so many people don't have confidence in the election. And I'm going to play that. But let me first play. This is yesterday and this week. Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. He's on the Texas voting law as more days of early voting and then more drop boxes. Democrat rhetoric outstrips what's actually being done. The rhetoric here outstrips what's actually being done. Let's look at the Texas bill. The existential threat to voting is by saying we can't have 24-hour voting or drive-through voting. That's an existential threat when, in addition, you're adding more days of early voting. You're adding more drop boxes. That's all in the Texas law. It's when you make it criminal. Donna. Not being able to drive through vote or vote in 24-hour periods is an existential threat to voting. This is not that. That's not it. He's exactly right. Folks, this is ridiculous the way they try to to argue all of that. President Trump was at CPAC Texas over the weekend. He was fantastic with the crowd. Trump won. We all won. Well, we're all losing now, that's for sure. Listen to the crowd going after him. Um, Let me also hear, there's a little bit more of uh, President Trump, CPAC, Texas. I almost went to this, but just didn't fit into my my plans. Here is uh, President Trump talking about it. Here we go. We will never give up our search for truth and justice for what happened in the corrupt presidential election of 2020, because without that truth, We cannot have an honest election in 2022 or 2024, no matter what they want. And our country will soon stand proudly for free and strong and proper elections again. The election fraud of 2020 is the single most requested topic for me and others to talk about ahead of the border even ahead of crime because think of what they've done what they've done is so sad look what's happened to our country in just a short number of months he's not wrong he's not wrong and folks again good afternoon at 119 it's john DePietro. just keep in mind rhode island elections are not legitimate Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. You may think they're legitimate. Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. They're not. Not under the system we have right now. And you know what? It's so insulting the way they act that people of color, they're unable to get an ID. They can't get an ID. Oh, no, no. People can't just go and vote on Election Day. It's, It's all absurd. This is all in a way that they're trying to manipulate fraudulent voting. That's really what it comes down to. Now, also over the weekend, President Trump was on with Maria Bartiromo. Strongly hints, I've heard this, folks, someone associated with Chuck Schumer shot and murdered Ashley Babbitt in the Capitol on January 6th. Let's hear it. Hold on. Ordinary. I want you to know that my team reached out to Senator Chuck Schumer's office uh, to check on what he may know about who shot Ashley Babbitt. We have not heard back from Chuck Schumer's office. We did send a what? note and call. Yeah, what do you think? Do you know well, who I it is, Mr. President? I wonder why. You know, they, they talk big and they're uh, real law and order people when it comes to a certain group. But with another group, they can do whatever they want. He's exactly right. Folks, why is it that all of the uh, protesters from January 6th are still, so many of them, still in prison? And instead, I love President Trump called the Capitol riot an unfortunate event. It was. Now, 
I also want to play this right now at 120. Tucker Carlson going through why so many people believe the 2020 election was rigged. Let's hear a little bit of this. Confirmed facts that shape the perspective of Trump voters. The FBI spied on the 2016 Trump campaign using evidence manufactured by the Clinton campaign. We now know that all involved knew it was fake from day one. The voters this was aimed at are Tea Party people, the type who give their kids a pocket constitution for their birthday and have founding fathers' memes in their bios. The intel community spying on a presidential campaign using fake evidence, including forged documents, is a big deal to them. Trump supporters know the collusion case front and back. They went from worrying the collusion must be real to suspecting it might be fake to realizing it was a scam. And then watched as every institution, the intel agencies, the press, Congress, academia, gaslit them for another year. Worse, collusion was used to scare away good people from working in the Trump administration. They knew their entire lives would be investigated. Many quit because they were being bankrupted by legal fees. The DOJ, the press, and the government destroyed lives and actively subverted an elected administration. This is where people whose political identity was largely defined by a naive belief in what they learned in civics class began to see the outline of a regime that had crossed all institutional boundaries. That regime stepped out of the shadows to unite against an interloper, Donald Trump. A lot of Trump supporters understand this regime is not partisan. They know that the same institutions would have taken opposite sides if it was a Tulsi Gabbard versus Jeb Bush election. It's hard to describe to people on the left how shocking and disillusioning this was for conservatives, people who encouraged their sons to enlist in the army and hate those who don't stand for the anthem. They could have managed the shock if it only involved the government. But the behavior of the corporate press is what really radicalized them. Yep. They hate journalists more than they hate any politician or government official because they feel most betrayed by them. The idea that the press is driven by ratings and sensationalism became untenable. If that were true, they'd be all over the Epstein story. But they're not. The corporate press is the propaganda arm of the regime. Nothing anyone says will ever make them unsee that, period. This is profoundly disorienting. Many Trump voters don't know for certain whether ballots were faked in November 2020, but they know for absolute certain that the press, the FBI, and the rest would lie to them if they were. They watch the press behave like animals for four years. Tens of millions of people will always see Brett Kavanaugh as a gang rapist based on nothing because of CNN. And CNN seems proud of that. CNN led a lynch mob against a high school kid. They cheered on a summer of riots. Republicans always claimed the media had liberal bias, but they still thought the press would admit the truth if they were cornered. It's a very different thing to watch the media invent stories out of whole cloth in order to destroy regular people's lives and spark mass violence. Time Magazine has told us that during the 2020 riots, there were weekly conference calls involving, among others, leaders of the protests, the local officials who refused to stop them, and media people who framed them for political effect. In Ukraine, we call that a color revolution. Throughout the summer, Democratic governors took advantage of COVID to change voting procedures. It wasn't just the mail-in ballots. They lowered signature matching standards and a lot else. Then there was Hunter Biden's laptop. Big tech ran a full-on censorship campaign against a major newspaper to protect a political candidate. Period. Everyone knows it. All the tech companies now admit it was a mistake. But the election's over, so who cares? It goes without saying that if the New York Times had Don Jr.'s laptop, which is full of pictures of him, smoke pictures of him smoking crack and engaging in group sex with lots of lurid family drama, emails describing direct corruption, the New York Times would not have been banned. Think back. Stories about Trump being urinated on by Russian prostitutes and blackmailed by Putin were promoted as fact when the only evidence was a document paid for by his opposition and disavowed by its source. The New York Post was banned for reporting on true information. The reaction of Trump people to all of this was not, no, fair. That's how they felt about, say, Romney's Binders of Women story in 2012. This is different. Now they see correctly that every institution is captured by people who will use any means to exclude them from the political process. And yet they still showed up in record numbers to vote. Trump got 13 million more votes than he did in 2016. He got 10 million more than Clinton got. As election night dragged on, his voters allowed themselves some hope. But when the four critical swing states, and only those states, went dark at midnight, 
they knew. Over the ensuing weeks, they got shuffled around by grifters and media scam artists selling them conspiracy theories. They latched on to one, then another increasingly absurd theory as they tried to put a concrete name on something very real. Media and tech did everything to make things worse. Everything about the election was strange, the changes to procedure, unprecedented mail-in voting, the delays, etc. But rather than admit that and make everything transparent, they banned discussion of it, even in direct messages. That's right. Everyone knows that, just yep. as Don Jr.'s laptop would have been the story of the century. If everything about this election dispute was the same except the parties were reversed, suspicions about the outcome would have been taken very seriously. See 2016 for proof. They understood, they understand why courts refuse to take the election case. What judge will stick his neck out for Donald Trump knowing that he'll be destroyed in the media as a violent mob burns down his house? That's right. It is a fact, according to Time magazine, that mass riots were planned in cities across the country if Trump won. Sure, they were protests, but they were planned by the same people as during the summer, and everyone knows what that would have meant. That's right. Judges have families, too. Forget the ballot conspiracies. It's a fact that governors use COVID to unconstitutionally alter election procedures, something the Constitution states that only legislatures can do to help Biden make up for a massive enthusiasm gap by gaming the mail-in ballot system. They knew it was unconstitutional when they did it. It's right there in plain English in the Constitution. But they also knew the cases wouldn't see court until after election. What judge is going to toss millions of ballots because a governor broke the rules? The threat of mass riots wasn't implied, it was direct. And he goes on. In the end, Daryl Cooper writes, not every theory about election fraud is true, but Trump's voters, quote, are absolutely right that their government is monopolized by a regime that believes they are beneath representation and will observe no limits to keep them getting it. End quote. That is true, and every honest person knows it. That is really, really excellent, folks. And that's why, and I'll say this, good afternoon. It's a little lengthy, but worth listening to. At 128, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. By the way, it's it's um, it's 128 and it is Monday. It is July 12th. It's not your imagination. Um, it's actually going to rain next next hour. <laughs> Could be drizzling where you are right now. I mean, and it it actually is. I'm looking that it looks like tomorrow could be more more showers as well. I mean, it, it's just the weather is absolutely it's it's just brutal, completely brutal. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't think it's it's not going to get better. I think at the end of the week it may be better, but I think it also just fits the mood. But I want to say. Tucker Carlson, um, what he laid out is something that we we don't get a lot of coverage here in our part of the country, whether it's Rhode Island or Massachusetts, Rhode Island or Mass. And I do want to say good afternoon. I get a lot of email. If you're listening right now in the Worcester area, a lot of people listen to AM 1380. I also want to say good afternoon. We have a lot of people over the line in Connecticut that listen to the program. Hello, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Obviously, a big part of Rhode Island. We have a lot of people in Franklin, Bellingham, more and more people in Attleboro. I am hearing more and more people that they get in their car and they have either 99.9 FM on, which is good. But that AM 1380, folks, is very, very strong. And remember, wherever you're listing right now, it's the John DePietro Show. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. But if you go to the website, log on to Petro.com. No eyes. D-E-P-E-T-R-O. And then on the left-hand side, you'll see listen. <clears throat> excuse me. Listen live. Click on that. Then you just press the play button and you can listen from anywhere. I have people that listen from other countries, from China, parts of Europe, obviously all over the country. But Wherever you may be, people in Narragansett, Little Compton, what have you. But on the website, folks, you'll also see uh, you can become a monthly supporter, which would be great right there. Right at the top, you'll see the yellow button. And we have a lot of people support real news, support Then when you drop down a little bit, you'll see what they call the dashboard. 
and it says radio show. If you ever miss anything, you can click on that. To the right of that, we have it says shop, and we have great merchandise in there. We have John DePietro mug. We have the show mug and pint glasses. Booze always tastes better in a show pint glass. We have Coinomatic, the Federal Hill Collection, which is very popular, doing very, very well. We also have the One After Dark merchandise. We have the Bailey's Beach Club with Senator Sheldon White Club, his photo right there. If you want to reach me, do you want to get a hold of me for some reason? There's a contact button. You just click on that. It goes direct to me. And then we also have an advertiser. We're hearing from more and more people that want to support the show. Who love the show, say, Juan, you're the only one that tells it like it's happening. Now, on the website, you see live video. 20-year-old Hispanic male shot killed in Providence. Only one's first one to mention that. You can see our live feed. Many people, some people say, you know, Juan, not everybody's on Facebook. I understand that. That's why we post a lot of the live stream right there. You can see some of the eyewitnesses we talked to. You can also see there's a young kid on a bike from New Jersey, and he's visiting and dealing with that. We also have the story on the, how about, a, can you imagine having an East Greenwich official says cops are the enemy? Why would someone like that be involved with the uh, the planning board? Then you scroll down a little bit. There was a controversy uh, with Mayor Lords, the supposed comments he made about teachers. I don't know if that's true. But we also posted some new Providence Police body cam video. That's there. Uh, and more on the melee. And then you can also see where the Black Lives Matter leader wants more black people to have guns and a lot more on Rise of the Moors videos. It's a happening. It's right there on DePetro.com, which is just doing great. And then we also have some of our other uh, surplus provisions is there. And then we also have Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security. It's a happening right there at Allstate Lock. Now, um Let's see. What else did I want to play? Um, President Trump, again, said a number of different things with Maria Bataroma um, about whether or not he would be running again. He's leaving that open. Not much we know. He is certainly, um, let's see. I also want to play, let's hear a little bit more of the president on with uh, Maria Bataroma on Fox over the weekend. Here we go. President, let me move on. The uh, fencing around the Capitol is beginning to come down uh, this week uh, and this weekend. And I know that you have had some time to reflect on what took place on that day, January 6th. Talk to us about what you're thinking about as you reflect what happened that day from your standpoint so there was a big rally called and actually when i say big who knew but there was a a rally called and a tremendous number of people the largest one i've ever spoken before is called by people by patriots and they asked me if i'd speak and i did and it was a very mild-mannered speech, as I think has been. In fact, they just came out with a report in Congress, and they didn't mention my name, literally. But what they were complaining about, and the reason, in my opinion, you had over a million people there, which the press doesn't like to report at all, because it shows too much, uh, too much activity, too much, too much uh, spirit and faith and love. There was such love at that rally. You had over a million people there. They were there for one reason. The rigged election. They felt the election was rigged. That's why they were there. And they were peaceful people. These were great people. The crowd was unbelievable. And I mentioned the word love. The love, the love in the air. I've never seen anything like it. And that's why they went to Washington. And by the way, I can tell you that I thought, because I was hearing from a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of people coming there much bigger than anybody ever anticipated by many times. And I had suggested to the Secretary of Defense, perhaps we should have 10,000 National Guardsmen standing by. And he reported that, as you know. But we should have, and he was turned down. And I said, it's subject to Congress. You know, they run it. Nancy Pelosi runs it. So it would be subject to the Capitol Police and the other things, whatever they need. But I said, 
perhaps you need 10,000 because I think the crowd is going to be very large. Who knows? Maybe two people will show up, but I think it's going to be very large. So that was uh, President Trump over the weekend. He has a good rapport with uh, me, uh, Maria Bartiroma. Folks, good afternoon at one thirty-five. It's it's John DePietro. There's a, a couple more comments. Um, he also talks about Ashley Babbitt. This was with uh, Maria Bartiroma. Let me play this. Unanswered questions here. What did the FBI know? Why weren't your cabinet secretaries briefed? What did Speaker Pelosi know? Chuck Schumer, McConnell. Do you have any answers to that? They continue to call this oh, an armed insurrection, and yet no guns were seized, Mr. President. Right. There were no guns whatsoever, and yet Antifa, which went into Portland and went into so many other places, Seattle... They took over a big part of Seattle. People died, and there were plenty of guns there, by the way. And in Minnesota and Minneapolis, they got, there was no repercussions for them. And yet they have people still in jail. There were no guns. There were no guns. And by the way, while you're at it, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Why are they keeping that secret? Who was the person that shot an, an innocent, wonderful incredible woman a military woman right in the head and there's no repercussions if that were on the other side it would be the biggest story in this country who shot ashley babbitt people want to know and why well that's right and i want to talk about that because ashley babbitt a wonderful woman they're saying now that it was uh schumer's people that did wow um, here's the president saying that it's going to come out. It was the head of security for Chuck Schumer that shot and killed him. Of a broken... Hold on, here well, we go. That's right, and I want to talk about that because Ashley Babbitt, a wonderful woman, fatally shot on January 6th as she tried to climb out of a broken window. Um, her family has spoken out. Her family has been on Tucker Carlson, and they want answers as far as why this wonderful woman, young woman who went to peaceful protests yep. was shot. Do you have any information? There is speculation that this was a security detail in a leading member of Congress's uh, security Schumer. detail, a Democrat. What yep. can you tell us in terms of who shot Ashley Babbitt? What Schumer's, do you know, Mr. Schumer's security detail so killed I've her. heard that. I will tell you they know who shot Ashley Babbitt. They're protecting that person. I've heard also that it was the head of security for a certain high official, a Democrat. And we'll see because it's going to come out. It's going to come. Boy, that is amazing if that um, it was someone with Schumer. So now, folks, here is and again, good afternoon at 138. Here's President Trump. On uh, Fox Business, Fox News, excuse me, with Ashley, uh, with Maria Bartiroma, talking about 2024. You know Here we go. Yes. Any Democrat, they want to do anything they can to stop that. These are dirty players and it shouldn't happen. It's a disgrace. All right. So the question is, will you make the run again? You said that you know your answer, but you're not revealing it yet. You ready to get back in that ring and run for president again, sir? Well, I do know my answer, but I can't reveal it yet. And uh, because that has to do with campaign financing and everything else, you know that. So I can't reveal it yet, but I absolutely know my answer. And we're going to do very well. Uh, and people are going to be very happy. Uh, and... Uh, Look, you know, I look at cable ratings. I look at the ratings of CNN. They're down 79%. MSDNC is yes. down 64%. I mean, what's going on? Yeah. I think they're going to come out All and right. endorse me. They'll, they'll endorse Donald Trump pretty soon. <laughs> My goodness. Let's see. Here is um, President Trump saying what they need to investigate is not the January 6th committee, but they should investigate the election. It's because of the fraud. Here we go. Uh, if they're going to do this, you know, very partisan investigation because they couldn't get the support to do a straight investigation. A big part of that investigation is the reason that people went to Washington. And that's because of the fraudulent presidential election of 2020. And that has to be a part of it. And everybody that yeah. got there, I think, on the one side, those people want to talk about the reason they were there. Because to me, that's the biggest crime of all. We had a corrupt election, we had a rigged election, we had a stolen election, and that's why you had over a million people 
marched to Washington. Yeah. That is that is really amazing. I again I don't think um uh let me play one more. This is Marita Bartiromo on Fox with President Trump and talking yeah, about January sixth. They continue to call this oh, an armed insurrection and yet no guns were seized, Mr. President. Right, there were no guns whatsoever, and yet Antifa, which went into Portland and went into so many other places, Seattle, they took over a big part of Seattle. People died, and there were plenty of guns there, by the way. And in Minnesota and Minneapolis, they got, there was no repercussions for them. And yet they have people still in jail. There were no guns. There were no guns. And You know, he's not wrong on that. That is completely accurate, by the way. There were. <clears throat> there were no guns. There were no guns with that in uh, in any way. How about here's now, folks, and again, good afternoon at 141. It's John DePietro. Now, if you are uncomfortable this afternoon or the, it's going to be the, the heat this summer is going to just be brutal. You want to make sure you call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, folks. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. Do you need a plumber? Or maybe you need uh, whoever it may be. Folks, R.E. Coogan and Heating. 401-732-6562. For cooling or for a plumber, helpful, trustworthy, reliable, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, folks. Look for him on Facebook. Coogie's the best. And the website is recooganheating.com, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Uh, let's see. I just received this. Last night I was at Venda, Venda Ravioli in the Square, having dinner, watching Michael Dutra around 7 o'clock. The ATVs, 20 of them, drove by. Pulling wheelies, not a police presence up there to stop the nonsense. Wow. See, that is the problem. The ATVs, thank you for that, are, are uh, really ruining uh, the city of Providence. But that's that's Mayor Alorza. That is Mayor Alorza, who is, in fact, allowing it uh, without question. It is Mayor Alorza that they could, they could certainly uh, be more aggressive with that. Um, they could certainly be more aggressive. But President Trump, he's not wrong about January 6th. He's right about that. And that fake narrative they have with all the people that supposedly died. Here is uh, Jen Psaki at the White House saying popular voter, voter integrity laws are the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. 80% of voters support voter ID. 84% of non White voters do. Um, the worst and he will highlight the work of the administration against us, the necessity of passing the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, and how we need to work together with civil rights organizations to build as broad a turnout and voter education system to overcome the worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. The worst challenge to our democracy since the Civil War? How does any... Does someone really say things? How does someone even say something like that? How how does even someone mention something like that? What? Uh. Now, folks, there's problems with uh, Mayor Cicilline having a lot of turnover in his office, we're seeing. A lot of turnover. That is a sinking ship that people are looking to get out. So let's go to some of the Sunday shows. This week, George Stephanopoulos, Eric Adams, African-American, former police captain, just won the Democrat primary. Eric Adams says we cannot be so idealistic, we're not realistic. Stephanopoulos, is it fair to call you an anti-woke Democrat? Adam, some of us never went to sleep. Let me hear a little bit of this. See, something we just played right there, that warning you had for the Democrats. What should Democrats across the country take away from your victory? Uh, we can't be so idealistic that we're not realistic. 
real estate. Cities are hurting all across America, and New York personifies that pain, uh, the inequalities, the gun violence, uh, the lack of really looking after everyday blue-collar workers, I like to say. And we have failed for so many years, and we have allowed the fallout of the Trump administration to have an overreach in philosophy and not on-the-ground real issues that are facing everyday New Yorkers. So is, it fa- is it fair to call you an anti-woke Democrat? <laughs> no, I, I, I've, some of us never went to sleep. That's the problem. Uh, you know, a 35-year record of fighting for reform, for public safety, a person who was arrested by police, assaulted by police, but also lost a childhood footprint to gang, to gang violence. And so I never went to sleep. And people who have finally uh, realized that there are issues out here believe they can carve the entire gen- Democratic agenda. Boy, that is, he is someone to watch, folks. And I think that it's going to um, have more, even more in effect. I think you you are going to start to see it. I know right now. Now it's 146. And folks, again, I want to remind you. Right now, it's going to be continue to be a hot hot summer. Do you is your cooling system working efficiently? It's not call RE Coogan and Heating today. 401 732 6562. Call Coogie. If you right now on this Monday, do you need a plumber? Or someone to help you with the cooling system, call R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook, and the website is recooganheating.com. Call Coogie. It's going to be continue to be a very, very hot summer. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, uh, depetro.com. Let me, um, I also just want to check some of the headlines. But we are hearing that uh, there's going to be a lot of turmoil. I'm not sure what that says about Representative Cicilline, people uh, jumping ship. There is someone that, um, without question, I mean, he. What? when is the last time he did anything to benefit Rhode Island. When is the last time Congressman David Cicilline did anything to benefit? You know, the answer is he doesn't. He doesn't do anything to benefit Rhode Island. Everything that he does is basically just, it's about him, it's about his agenda, and then he has the people that just support his radical agenda. He doesn't do anything to help business. He doesn't do anything to help you. And he he is completely in favor of continuing all of the free giveaways. Uh, that's how he wants to get votes. And this battle over voting, I wish, boy, I wish that that we had legitimate elections in this state. I do. Of course I wish that. But we don't. And anyone that tells you that we do, they're not being straightforward with you. Folks, right now, 148 on this Monday, just a reminder about state towing service, auto sales and repair, 24-hour towing, located 380 Valley Street in Providence. Call Michael at 401-331-0925 for state towing service. They do a a terrific job, and they'll... uh, handle all of you they are very very busy very very active all of your towing needs is state towing uh state towing service now also just a quick reminder someone uh sent me an email saying that they have i guess their dryer is not working properly and they said juan can you tell me who is the person that fixes the appliances it's ryan's appliance repair as we like to say when your appliance is dying just call ryan 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Man 20 years old, shot and killed in Providence. And Mayor Alorza, who was at the scene, he didn't have anything to. He he won't, they won't deal with what the real problem is. 
which is the real problem to me is they need more police on the street. Police bring the peace and they need to go back to the gang database. That's what they need to do. Another weekend, another deadly shooting in the capital city. The city of Providence logs its 12th homicide of the year this past weekend. And 12 News reporter Erica Ritchie is live at Providence Police Headquarters with more on how this particular neighborhood is responding. Well, Danielle Patrick, given the number of homicides you just mentioned, a dozen, there does seem to be a little bit of the shock value that's worn off for residents in that South Providence neighborhood over there. Uh, it seems that there's become a little bit of a desensitization to the violence that's beginning to occur here in the capital city. Take a listen now. When we spoke with one resident yesterday, how he talks about how this act of violence that occurred uh, would make him think twice about visiting his grandmother in that neighborhood. Take a listen. That same time it doesn't, because at the end of the day, I'm still going to be over there every day. It's just life. That's the attitude of some in the South Providence neighborhood where the city's latest homicide victim was shot yesterday. Police spending much of the day on public street after finding... I think a 20-year-old man shot and has in his backyard, which abuts Saratoga Avenue. That man rushed to Rhode Island Hospital, where he died from his injuries. Police interviewed several witnesses, but so far, no word on a motive, though Major David LaPayton says it most likely was not a random act. Meantime, a dozen murders into this year, and the voices are starting to rise with how to keep those numbers from growing. This is the reason why we need more mental support so our young people aren't killing each other. This is the reason why. So we need to make sure that we resolve this. This is a concern, definitely because I know these young people that are out here every night. We need to make sure that we fix this immediately. Yeah, well, they're not going to, nothing is going to be fixed immediately. That is, um, without question, nothing is going to be fixed immediately. Folks, good afternoon. At 1.52, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Do you believe, believe it or not, it's actually going to rain tonight and it's going to rain tomorrow morning as well. This weather is absolutely brutal. And again, another reason why if you need to get some of the mildew and some of the algae that's growing... Because of all this rain and dampness and it's raw, contact Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545, 401-837-4545. Commercial, residential, look for him on Facebook. And again, call. He also, you've heard me discuss Jamie's Power Wash, Jay Freitas Construction and Deck Staining. He does handyman services, painting. But right now, do you need something power washed, deck Side of a house, fence, building, 401-837-4545. Look for him on Facebook, Jamie, Jamie's Power Wash, or call online at jamiespowerwash.com. So, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Governor McKee will have his uh, next press availability and press briefing. I think the big news over the weekend was just how lousy the, the weather has been. And that was President Trump, folks. More and more, the president is visible. The president is out there. The president continues to build uh, his presence and build more support. And Kamala Harris, the vice president, you know, as I had kind of thought, and I'm glad, she is just, again, has nothing to do with race. She's just an empty suit. She is absolutely an empty suit. And she is becoming more and more of a liability for the Biden administration. Now, also, Wall Street Journal editorial, Hunter Biden's secret art sale. They write, you won't believe what the White House thinks is, in fact, an ethical situation. The fact that they're actually allowing Allowing this, allowing this to go on is is just disgraceful. And then they think that this is ethical, that somehow that no one would have any type of a, a problem with Hunter Biden and his secret uh, art sale, which is just, you know, absolutely ridiculous. 
So Hunter Biden secret art sale. Let me just I want to go just through some of it. It's a, a strong op ed by the Wall Street Journal. Of course, you know, 100 percent right. But the fact that how would this ever be allowed? This is an example to me. As if that would ever be allowed um, if it was, in fact, if it was, say, uh, one of the Trumps. Uh, as President Biden's son, Hunter, prepares for an art exhibition this fall that could include selling his paintings at prices up to 500000 the White House is reportedly working with his attorney on a strategy to avoid ethical compromises. Here it is. Keep everything safe secret. Yes, for real. That's the plan. The New York Gallery hosting the sale, media reports say, will refuse suspicious offers, including those over list price. The names of the buyers and bidders will be kept confidential, even from Hunter. As the paintings sell, apparently hundreds of thousands will simply appear in his bank account, and neither he nor the public will know where it came from. This is the Wall Street Journal. You don't feel re- uh, reassured? Sources in the art world say the price is being floated from 75000 to 500000 depending on the piece, are seriously high, especially for an unknown painter doing a first sale. So the question is who might be quietly trying to funnel money to President Biden's son? The art sale is a bad idea, full stop. But at least transparency would let bids be scrutinized in real time before sale is final. Instead, the White House... Is saying even as its press aides brag, President Biden has established the highest ethical standards in American history. Wouldn't the promise confidentiality be kept? Whispers about who bought what are inevitable. A Russian oligarch have a proxy purchased $500,000 painting for the purpose of leaking the information to hurt the president's credibility. Why take the risk? Biden has public obligations, and Hunter spoke at the Democrat National Convention to urge voters to put his father in the White House. He can keep on painting, but for at least the next four years, be for the art's sake, not for the money. What an absolute joke. And the fact that they continue to try to say that's their solution of how they're going to do it. So... My goodness. Um, And again, that is, uh, I thought, very, very good piece by the Wall Street Journal on Hunter Biden. It shouldn't be allowed. And just what's what's frightening is they think that that is the solution. It is what we're going to do is we're going to keep it a secret and then he won't even know what money is dropped into the bank account. That is not any type of solution now folks as you know um again good afternoon right now at 158 it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm now coming up will be the two o'clock news and then it will be the john dion program um we're back tomorrow on the radio at 11 go to the website depetro.com if you want to see our live stream as we showed last night when there's breaking news we are there and continue to be there. Again, uh, you can log on at the website. You can visit the shop. And then also support uh, many of our sponsors. So Governor McKee is having his next press availability tomorrow, 2 o'clock. I am planning on being there. In the meantime, the weather is lousy. But the shop is always open at the website, depetro.com. Uh, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And again, we have uh, many great sponsors there. So you can see that. You can see some of the body cam footage. And when there's breaking news, you can always look for me on Facebook. Listen, stay dry on this Monday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned. It's going to be the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. Folks, it's John DePietro saying enjoy and stay dry on this Monday.